The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
everyone to the April 27th, 2022 Zoning Board of Appeals meeting. I'm Candace Breyer, Chairperson of the Zoning Board of Appeals. The Zoning Board of Appeals is a nine-person volunteer board nominated by the Mayor and approved by City Council. First, we will hear from Planning Services, represented tonight by John Barrett. Then the applicant or their representative will make their presentation. Applicants will have five minutes in which to make their presentation. Staff will keep time and announce when 30 seconds are remaining. Public comment is available in person or remotely. We will first call on individuals present to address the board, then remote participants. To speak during a public hearing or during public comment <coughs> remotely, press star nine if listening by phone or use the raise hand feature if viewing through the web link. For phone access, call 877-853-5247 and enter meeting ID 938 1648-1007. City staff will select callers that have raised their hand using the last three digits of their phone number or by name if available for those accessing through the web link. You will hear an automated announcement that the host is allowing you to speak. When speaking, please move to a quiet area and mute any television or background sounds. We may ask questions of either the city or the applicant. We will acknowledge any written comments received by the board. We will allow an appearing party to express their support or objections. The board will then discuss the appeal and formulate a motion to approve the appeal. Five affirmative votes of the board will be required for an appeal to be granted. Finally, any qualified party who is aggrieved by a decision of the board can appeal that decision to the Washtenaw County Circuit Court on a timely basis. We have roll call. I am here, Mike Daniel. Here. Dave Devardi. Chris Madigan. Here. Julia Good. Here. Chris Fraley. Here. Todd Grant. Here. Elizabeth Nelson. We have a quorum. Um, approval of the agenda. Um, I will note quickly that um, petition ZBA 22, yeah, 22-2002 at 1211 White Street has withdrawn their petition. So um, because it was public noticed, we will take any public comment on that petition, but understand that the board won't be um, discussing the appeal at all or making any decisions on it because it's been withdrawn. So. Um, other than that, are there any questions or comments on the agenda? If not, do I have a motion to approve the agenda? Chris, thank you. Support from Mike. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Moving on to approval of the minutes. We have minutes from the March 23rd, 2022 ZBA meeting. Are there any questions, comments, corrections on those minutes? If not, do I have a motion to approve the minutes from our March meeting? From Mike, support? support. From Chris, thank you. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? <coughs> the minutes are approved. Moving on to public hearings, we have petition ZBA 22-2005, 2280, Chaucer Court. John? Do we want to wait uh, one more minute? And, or, well. Let's talk slow. Okay. <laughs> you should, it's been five minutes. You should be All right. time. <laughs> I'm John Barrett, <laughs> Zoning Coordinator for the City of Ann Arbor. 
The first petition this evening is ZBA 22-2005. The address is 2280 Chaucer Court. Frank and Sarah Rampton, property owners, are seeking a variance from Table 5.17-1, Single Family District Dimensions, to complete construction on a screen porch at the rear of the existing home. The rear yard setback is 30 feet, and the owners are proposing the screen porch to be 26 feet from the rear lot line. The property is zoned R1C, Single Family Residential District. The subject property is located at the end of Chaucer Drive, south of Sio Church Road in the Lawton neighborhood. The home was built in 1986 and is approximately 1,923 square feet in size. The owner is proposing to finish construction of a 20, 21 foot wide by nine feet, six inch deep screen porch attached to the rear of the home. The construction was started prior to the issuance of a building permit. The project was issued a stop work order by the building department in August of 2021. A permit building 21-2059 has been applied for and is currently on hold. The screened-in porch is to be, finished on the exist, to be finished on the existing deck and will be screened in and used as unconditioned space. share this it's not sharing Kristen, can you hear me? Or? Yes, I just <clears throat> I just um, set you as the co-host again. Could you try it one more time? <clears throat> if not, I'll be happy to share it. It's not accepting my password for Zoom. Hmm. I'll. Um, <clears throat> Hey, John, I had um, trouble a couple of times this week getting into the city's Legistar uh, website, and it wasn't the fault for my end, so I don't know if anybody else had a trouble. I had a couple of times to try to attempt to read some of the attachments. I had to wait an hour and try again, so the fault was not at my end as far as I could tell. So Kristen, do I just see, I, it's not accepting the password. But you're, you're already in the Zoom meeting, correct? <clears throat> I thought I was, yeah. I, yeah, I see you in here. So it's asking you for a password to share your screen? Yeah, well. Um, I, is it fine with you if I share my screen with the, with the PowerPoint? Yeah, that's, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, hmm. Do you know how to do this? How it's, why it's not working? Before we do that, I'll um, take you out of the meeting and then put you back in. Okay.
Sorry, everyone. Bear with us for just a moment. We're having some technical difficulties with Zoom. There's the option. There we go. Can everyone see that now? Yeah. All right. Good. Kristen, are you are you able to see that? Yes, looks perfect. Okay. Good. All right. Sorry about that, everybody, but we're up and running. Uh, the first slide is the zoning map. You see the highlighted parcel in yellow, the subject property in the center of your screen. And as I said, it's at the end of Chaucer Court and it's just west of Sio Church Road. The next slide is the um, location map showing surrounding properties and existing conditions. And the next slide is the zoomed in aerial photo of the subject property. The next slide is the survey that was submitted with the um, application. As you see, um, showing that it's 20, gonna, the proposed new screen and porch is going to be 26 feet from that rear lot line at its closest point. Uh, this is the application that was, or uh, diagram that was submitted with the um, application. If the um, owner wants to comment on that, I will bring it back when he can, he can come on this um, landscaping proposed uh, screen. But you see where he's um, from the previous month uh, when the uh, previous application was heard in February, the proposed porch is going to be moved back and it's going to be in line with the existing deck. And you can see that on this um, screen. These are the photos that I took at the um, subject property, the front of the house. And this is the current state of the um, construction as it exists. And then this is the um, close-in close photo. You see where the um, existing footing is in relationship to the deck, and it's going to be moved back to that um, furthest, the, the deck portion in the um, far background. And that's what was shown on that previous slide. This is another angle of showing the deck and its relationship to where the um, proposed sunroom is going to go. It's going to, if you just imagine, it's going to go straight up from the existing deck. Just another photo of the um, current conditions. And that's the abutting property owner. That is the end of my presentation, and I will take any questions that you may have at this time. Thank you, John. Any questions? Dave? So, John, it looks like, I know this came before us before, it looks like they're proposing now the screened-in porch just to come as far out as the existing deck? That's correct. If, just a question, would they, if they do that as the enclosed screened-in porch, if we do and give them that variance and they keep this extended roof 
as long as they don't close it in, is that, would that be, um, or is that? The, the roof line will have to, to meet the rear the variance. Well. So the roof line cannot go into the setback. That's correct, because it's a, it's a uh, extension of, of the existing home, the same roof line. Okay. The home. Gotcha. So the previous application that was heard in February was re seeking a nine foot variance. Right. And this one's four feet. So they're proposing to move it back five feet. And that's what in line with that second portion, the farther background of the deck. Right. In fact, it looks like on the furthest, the closest to us in the picture, they would actually be at the setback line at the corner of the house. And then it would go where it meets the deck is where they need the variance. It's gonna, because of the from shape. From what I understand, it's gonna be in line with this. this uh, I understand, board. but if you yep. look at figure number one, if you go back. I guess maybe, or do we not have that in the, or right there. So do you see what I'm saying? It's the, it looks like the setback at the corner there that extends out from that uh, right hand side of the house. Right here? Is at this, yes, is at the setback line. Yes, there, I believe there is a portion of it that's gonna meet the setback. Okay. And just remember that eaves, gutters, and overhangs are allowed to project up to two feet into it. Gotcha. Any other questions for staff? I, um, yeah, go ahead, is Chris. Is there any other, because I wasn't here in February, is there anything else that, any other discussion that happened, or is that is that basically the gist <coughs> of it? That this is what they proposed, or they proposed what exists and it was uh, denied? Correct. Okay. Correct. Julie. Um, so the, the current request is four feet over. And could you tell me how, um, what the depth of the deck will be? Like I'm trying to, if they didn't have the four feet, is there still a deck? Is it only five feet? The, well, the deck can well, the porch. remain, yeah. So the porch will be, um, <clears throat> four feet into the rear setback. And, and, but what is it in total? Like if we don't give the variance, does that mean they've only got two feet to do a porch or five and a half? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions for John? All right, if the petitioner is here, please come forward, sign in, state your name for the record. You'll have five minutes. Um, my name is Sarah Rampton. What else was that to say? Your address. Oh, uh, 2280 Chaucer. So um, hopefully this time we're asking for a smaller ask and that we're bringing the screen and porch back five feet, including the roof line, which is a third less than what we had, at, we asked in February. It'll match with the existing desk deck. And the left side of the porch won't even need a variance because, as you mentioned, Dave, it's 30 feet. And the right side just needs a four foot. Any questions? 
Any questions for the petitioner? And the drainage we fixed, it's going to have a dry bed on one side and a dry creek on the other. We cleared the berm, so we improved the land a lot. No questions? All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, if there's anyone from the public who wishes to comment on this petition, um, please come forward now. If you are accessing um, the meeting remotely, um, please call in. Or if you've already called in or are accessing via the web link, please plus star nine or raise your hand. Staff will call on you. There are no callers. Thank you, Kristen. I will note that we did receive written correspondence from um, Jack Jordan at 2290 Chaucer in support of the request. And I believe there was one more. There was one more, I think. Yes, from Anna and Gordon Beeman at 2295 Chaucer Court, also in support. So with that, we're closing the public hearing and we are in discussion. Chris. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I don't like being in the position where you have to pinch someone, but I think the petitioner has done uh, an admirable job of uh, abiding by what the zoning requirements are here, and I'm going to support this. Dave. Uh, yeah, I was one of the people that opposed it last time as being too much of an ask. And one of our standards is to be the minimum necessary. And I note that at one end of this enclosed screened-in porch, um, it actually meets the setback requirement. It's the only other at the other end that it needs a little bit of a variance. Um, I, I think this is the minimum required or minimum necessary. Or, you know, they've really uh, scaled it back. So I'm going to be supporting it. Any other discussion? Chris. Um, so uh, I see this fair I see this variance as failing to meet uh, standards C, D, and, and potentially E. Um, this seems to be a, a self-created issue. I don't think that the property itself presents issues that are unique to the property. Um, and uh, though I, I do applaud that you, you reduce the request, I think that's important. Uh, I also don't think that it would do substantial justice to nearby or other properties in the city. Uh, I think it would grant uh, rights, uh, basically development rights that, that aren't granted to those in its zoning district um, by allowing a, a covered space in a, in a setback that, that applies to other uh, lots with, with basically similar development issues. So uh, I'm opposed to granting the variance. <clears throat> Thank you, Chris. Any other discussion? Are we ready? Oh, Julia. Sorry, I'm kind of um, on the fence. And part of it is I do feel that it is a little unique that like one corner of the deck works. You know, it is an odd cut in the backyard. Um, you know, so that if we didn't grant it, they could have part of the deck in, but then they'd have to have the deck get much smaller. Um, 
And it is one of these odd things. I appreciate they're, they're cutting it back and trying to do the minimum. Um, I'm not sure it is the minimum, and I'm not sure, like, making the effort of filing twice means you should get it, which is what it feels like a little bit to me. Um, so I guess I need to decide quick. <laughs> Any other comments? Are we ready for a motion? Chris? Yep. Thank you. ZBA 22-2005-2280 Chaucer Court, based on the following findings and in accordance with the established standards for approval, the Zoning Board of Appeals hereby grants a four-foot rear yard setback variance from Chapter 55 Unified Development Code, Table 517-1, single-family district dimensions. The applicant is proposing to complete construction on a screened-in porch at the rear facade of the home. The screened porch is to be built per the submitted plans. I have a motion to have support. Support. Thank you, Dave. <clears throat> Chris Fraley. Yes. Todd. Yes. Chris Madigan. No. I vote yes. Mike Daniel. Yes. Dave. Uh, Devardi, yes. Julia. No. The request is granted. Yes! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Moving on to petition ZBA 22-2003-3805 Waldenwood Drive. John? All right, 3805 Waldenwood Drive. Khalid and Nazin Mahmoud, property owners, are requesting relief from section 5.32.2, alteration to a non-conforming structure, to construct a sunroom addition to the rear of the existing non-conforming home. The new sunroom is approximately 355 square feet in area and will not encroach further into the rear setback. The property is zoned R1B, single family residential district. The subject property is located on a cul-de-sac lot in the Waldenwood neighborhood west of Earhart Road and south of Glazier Way. The home was built in 1978 and is approximately 2,817 square feet in size. The new construction will allow for a new basement area and first floor sunroom. The sunroom dimensions are 15.3 feet by 19.7 feet and will square off the northwest corner of the home. The second floor will receive a one foot four inch window seat for a child's bedroom. All construction will not encroach further into the existing established rear setback of 19 feet 4.25 inches. Moving to the PowerPoint. <clears throat> you see the subject property highlighted in yellow on the first slide. It's the zoning map. And you see Glazier Way, the property is due south of Glazier Way. The next slide is the location map. It shows the existing conditions and surrounding properties. And the next slide is the zoomed-in aerial photo. 
These are the floor plans that were submitted with the application. You see the proposed basement plan right here in the upper left corner. The next slide shows the first floor plan, which will be the enclosed sunroom. And you see it says a window well uh, below, oh, excuse me. Then the second floor plan um, shows the window seat right here on the second floor. These are the elevation drawings. This is a back elevation. And this is the side elevation showing the um, area of where there's going to be a proposed sunroom right here. These are the photos that uh, I took when I was at my inspection. You see the front of the facade of the home on the cul-de-sac. The next slide shows the um, side yard. The next slide shows this is the area where the um, proposed sunroom is going to be right here. This is the back of the home and this is where the proposed sunroom will be on the left hand side. And this is just a close up photo of where the um, proposed sunroom uh, addition will be in this corner of the house. And just another area showing that. This is looking from the side yard towards the um, area where the proposed sunroom will be. And this is looking at the neighbors uh, to the north. And there's one other thing I will show as um, on the aerial photo. You see, um, this is this is how this is the rear yard of this property, and you see how it's non-conforming; it does not meet that rear yard setback. Um, and so they're going to put this sunroom right in this area, right here. And so it won't encroach further into that rear setback, and that's why it's an alteration, because it's not going to encroach any further. And then so it'll be a basement, a sunroom, and then the window seat will be. Um, back over here, but it won't encroach further than that portion of the home as well. So the window seat and the sunroom will require the alteration. I can take any questions at this time. Thank you, John. Chris. Uh, is there no site plan on this? Ah. Give me one second. You guys, <laughs> give me one second to... Uh... Here's possibly find that a certificate of a survey yeah. with the site plan. The, uh, you can go on. On the, the site plan looks like there's a different property line than there is on the zoning map or the overhead, the aerial shot, like significantly different. The, so I can, I can, the GIS property lines are often off by a few feet yeah. across. Okay. It's, it's normal. I apologize for not having that slide. It's right here on your screen. It's okay. It's in the packet. And it's it in the packet in the, too. Yep. It's in your, your yeah. Yep. So it's right here on the screens. Gotcha. You see where the uh, first, it says first floor deck existing. Yeah. That's where the sunroom is going to be. And then you see the relationship to the rear, that rear lot line is 21.3. 
the window seat will be up here. It will not encroach further on that side. Gotcha. And then this sunroom with the um, basement below will be um, right here. And so it's not encroaching any further into that rear setback. That's why it's an alteration. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other questions for John? All right, if the petitioner is here, um, you can come forward, state your name. If you are- My name is Nazim Mahmoud. And I'm Khaled Mahmoud. All right, you can begin. You'll have five minutes to make your presentation. So we are proposing to add um, the sunroom space with the basement below it. This is uh, uh, in addition to the west side of our property and the rear of the yard. Um, we would like to uh, extend the um, sunroom uh, along the northwest corner of our home. Most of this sunroom would be built uh, in the required rear yard. Uh, we do not propose to extend it farther than the existing side and back walls of our home, as you can see on the attached drawings. And, uh, and, and as uh, John mentioned earlier, this is an existing not conforming structure. We do not know how it was approved uh, before. Um, if we bought the property more than 10 years ago, and that's how um, uh, it was. So we are, there's an existing deck. We want, just want to, our purpose is to cover it with, uh, as a, and use it as a sunroom. And in, in the process, we want to include a uh, basement in there. And at this time, um, we have looked at it. It uh, should not encroach uh, or inconvenience any of the property, any of the neighbors. Um, uh, and one thing I do want to find out earlier in the presentation that John made, uh, there was a mistake. It's on the northwest side of the property, not the other. There are two um, uh, decks behind our house. It's on the northwest side, not the other one that John earlier was pointing out. So that's all. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, questions for the petitioners? All right, if there's anyone from the public who wishes to speak on this petition, please come forward. Um, sign in, state your name for the record. You'll have three minutes. Hi, I'm Patoš Kocar and my husband is here with me. We live in 3795 Waldenwood Drive, which is the, the house in the back of this house. Um, so we've been thinking about this project quite a lot, um, how to be a good neighbor while keeping our home as peaceful as it is now. So we're not taking this lightly. Um, so, in general, we're um, objecting to this project with what we know of the project. And then to put some context to it, um, both my husband and I work fully from home. And we spend most of our time in the kitchen, the living room, the deck, and the vegetable garden. And all these are facing um, to this project, the site of this project, or directly to our neighbor's proposed project. And, um, and you also have the measurements. I think it's about 20 feet from their um, deck end to the border and like another 25 feet from our border to our deck end. 
Um, so I send a photo, and um, and here right now, basically when we look at that house, we we see a big wall with two bedroom windows, and so that means that when we are in our living quarters during the day, we're staring at a wall, and when they are in their bedrooms during the night, we're not in our living quarters, so we're not really facing each other that 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 much. Um, and I think, or we think, this might have been intentional um, by design with the houses so that, you know, there's a little, there's privacy. Um, but we're worried that this will change with the sunroom because sunroom is a, you know, year-round, 24-hour living area. And, um, and our neighbors stopped by the other day to explain the project. We really appreciate that. Um, and they said that they're going to be using this as a yoga room or when they have guests. But sunroom is not portable, so when they move, they're not going to move it to sunroom, and we wouldn't if they move, and we wouldn't know what the next um, owners will do. Um, so yeah, again, we're worried about it, and we asked for um, project details to see how many windows there would be, and we were told that um, those are not finalized yet. So we're not even sure what we're opposing or agreeing on if they're not final. Um, so of course, if the end. And that's how we decide to oppose the project. But if the end, you know, if the council decides to approve the project, of course, you know, we fully respect that. Um, but we would like to have three requests at, in that case. Um, one of them is, you know, the plans are not finalized. Can they have less than 30% window facing us? Um, the other one is um, we would like this construction to be starting in the fall. We have families coming out of um, the country for our daughter's graduation, which is going to take place in the backyard. And I think, you know, we think in Michigan, everyone deserves a construction-free summer. Um, and then finally, we would like them to plant evergreens in their yard to provide some privacy. That's all I want to say. Thank you. Thank you. What, what's your address? Which is your house on, um, on this picture? This one. The one on the court. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Is there anyone else who wishes to speak on this petition? Either in person or um, if you're accessing the meeting remotely, please press um, star nine or use the raise hand function on the web link. Um, staff will call on you. All right, caller with the username Jane. You'll have three minutes to address the ZBA. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. yes. My name is Jane through Hamilton. I'm representing the neighbor to the west, which is 3809 Waldenwood. And the, the property line is actually farther to the west than your yellow line shows. It's going right through their shed. Um, I have a few comments. Right now, we see quite an overcrowded view. We see a shed, a big generator, a fence. Um, overcrowded landscaping. There's really no open space in our view of this house. And I didn't even know that sheds and fences were allowed in our neighborhood, actually. Um, and currently, there are trees and berms and wood chips um, are on our side of the property line. And I would like that rectified, certainly before any building gets going, if this is approved. Um, the wood chips get in my mower and, and much of that landscaping is on our side of the property line. I'd also like to confirm that the shed has the proper setbacks and that it's not 
um, too close to the property line. Um, and if the project is approved, which I definitely oppose it, but any trucks and heavy equipment, I'd appreciate it if they'd use the east side of the house this time, because when they built the shed, much of the equipment was coming on our property to get back there. That's it, thank you for listening. Thank you. Is anyone else who wishes to speak? No other callers. Thank you, Kristen. I will note we did receive um, some letters, but I believe they are from the same individuals who have spoken um, in person, uh, both in opposition to the yes. project. Um, That's correct. Yes. And with that, the public hearing is closed and we're in discussion. Todd. Um, yes, I, I read the two letters and it was nice to hear the two neighbors commenting on this. Um, I'm in favor of voting for this because the fairly loose standard non-conforming structure, I realize it's not supposed to have a detrimental impact on a neighboring property. To, to what degree, of course, is not specified, but I would note that wood chips and bad landscaping and construction timing are not the purview of our group, so I believe those things totally drop out. Regarding the one that might perhaps be larger in some of your views regarding um, the number of windows where now there's a blank wall, essentially a privacy concern, but of course the building envelopes aren't going to change, they're not going to get closer to each other, and this is something that can be addressed obviously with window treatments. So in my view this drops out as well. And it would be nice of course if the neighbors talk to the folks in construction timing, but when the project starts, of course, is not part of our purview either. So I look at the neighbor's objections as really um, irrelevant would be too harsh a word, but they drop out and don't hinder my view in voting for this project. Chris. I would like to second all those points and also point out that the constraint on this is the corner lot issue that we see so often. Um, and uh, so, that is what brings it in front of us. And that's about all I have to say. I just, I just wanted to bring up uh, the concern for the neighbor who spoke. Um, a lot of times people see these GIS photos and like Mr. Madigan pointed out earlier, um, these are good references or tools and guides, but um, due to the curvature of the earth and photos being taken from an airplane, there is some distortion. And uh, just to let the concerned neighbor know that the shed is 5.5 feet from that lot line, um, which does meet code, and that is based on a certified survey. So I just wanted to bring that out for the record. Thanks, John. Mike. Yep, I'm gonna echo uh, my fellow commissioner's points and just wanna say that I appreciate where the neighbors are coming from, but to me, uh, by staying in the same envelope that they're in now and someone just wanting to expand the use of their, their property. I mean, if there's noise issues, there's ordinances for that. So um, without further encroaching, to me, this meets the lesser standard that we have of a non-conforming alteration. So I'll be voting for it. Chris. I did have one question with regard to some of their concerns, and it really looks at the question of 
in this neighborhood is there an HOA? And if there is, then those are all those issues that uh, that Todd brought up really can be addressed through the HOA and not here. And so I just I want the neighbors to understand that. Not sure if there is. Well, they should know. Any other comments, or are we ready? Dave. I I have a question for John. So. It looks like there's a five-foot setback on one side and a 40-foot setback on this other side and then 30-feet setbacks on both the street sides. Is that accurate? Is that like it's the one yard is thought of as a side yard and the other one's thought of as a backyard? I'm just wondering why the different setbacks there. Have you looked at the survey? Uh, yeah, the site plan. Um, and which which uh, setbacks were you asking about? So this. <clears throat> the site plan. Correct. That's the rear. Why isn't this here? Because the is rear yard. Yep. And the rear yard is opposite of the shorter of two linear frontages. And oh, so, so that's the shorter linear. The, of, the, of the two, yes. The I guess. Yep. And that's just by. Correct. And the frontage along the east side is 105.13. Gotcha. And the frontage along the front where the driveway side is, Waldenwood Drive, is 145.22, therefore putting the rear yard on the west side of the property. Gotcha. Have any further discussion or motion? Chris? I'd make a motion. Thank you, sir. ZBA 22-2003-3805, excuse me, Waldenwood Drive, alteration to a non-conforming structure. The Zoning Board of Appeals hereby grants relief from section 5.32.2, alteration to a non-conforming structure, to allow a new sunroom addition and second story window seat to the rear of the existing non-conforming home. The new 355 square foot sunroom and window seat will not encroach further into the rear setback than the existing residence. The construction must comply with the submitted plans. I have a motion to have support. Support. Thank you, Chris. Todd. Yes. Julia. Yes. Chris Madigan. Yes. I also vote yes. Mike Daniel. Yes. Dave. Devardi, yes. Chris Fraley. Fraley, yes. The request is granted. Thank you, everyone, for uh, approving it. And to our neighbors, uh, we appreciate your comments and uh, uh, we'll make everything to uh, all the uh, issues you raised and we'll come talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Moving on to petition ZBA 22 2000. 
1207 Gardner Avenue. John? All right. Don Zuber, architect representing the property owners, are seeking a variance from section 5.16.6, subsection A2C, accessory uses and structures, to construct a new detached garage one foot from the rear lot line. The owners plan on demolishing the existing garage and building a 13-foot, 4-inch by 20-foot garage that will be 266 square feet in area. The planned garage will meet the side yard setback requirement of 3 feet. The property is zoned R1D, single family residential district. The subject property is located at the intersection of Gardner Avenue and Ferndale Place, west of Packer Road in the lower Burns Park neighborhood. The home was built in 1926 and is approximately 1,746 square feet in size. A non-conforming detached garage existing slightly less than one foot from the rear lot line is proposed to be demolished. The existing garage is to be replaced with a new, slightly larger detached garage that will be one foot from the rear lot line. The applicants are proposing the variance to allow a five foot distance between the two structures for better access to the rear yard. <clears throat> Moving to the PowerPoint. The first slide is the zoning map. You see the subject property highlighted in yellow in the center just west of Packard Road on the north side of Gardner Avenue. The next slide is the location map so showing surrounding properties and existing conditions. And the next slide is the zoomed in aerial photo of the subject property. The next slide is the survey that was submitted with the application. You see the existing one car garage and outlined above it is the proposed new garage and it's, to, it's going to meet the three foot side setback and requesting the two foot variance to the rear. And you should see on this next slide that it shows the red line indicates the proposed new garage showing the five foot separation between the principal structure and the proposed garage and gray line indicates existing garage to be demolished. This is the floor plan that was submitted. As I said, it was 13 feet, 4 inches by 20 feet for approximately 266 square feet. You see it meeting the 3-foot side setback here and then the 1-foot request in the rear. These, this is the side elevation of the proposed new garage. This is the front elevation of the proposed new garage. You see it's just a little over 12 feet in height. Another side elevation. And the rear elevation. These are the photos that I took at my inspection. You see the front of the house and the garage in the back background to the right. Coming down the driveway looking at the existing garage. And you see the distance between the fence line and the existing garage on the side. This is in the backyard looking at the other side of the uh, garage, the uh, west side of it. And this is looking at the rear of the garage, how it exists currently, approximately one feet, and you see the distance between the neighboring or the abutting properties garage. 
This is looking down the side elevation and the relationship between the house and the detached garage and the rear yard. And this is looking at the rear elevation of the existing home and the relationship between the two structures as they currently exist. Another look down the <coughs> side of the garage and at the abutting property. And that is the end of my slides and my presentation. I'll take any questions that you may have at this time. Thank you, John. Questions? Chris? Uh, did you say that the five, foot five feet between the principal house and the accessory structure was something that they've proposed for ease of access, or is that a minimum distance requirement for that the city has? It, it's for ease of access. Okay. Is there a minimum distance that the city requires between principal and accessory structures? There is not. Okay. Once the, it, once there's certain distances, they have to do fire rated construction, but they're allowed to be less than five feet. Okay. Any other questions for John? All right, if the petitioner is ready, you may come forward and sign in, state your name for the record. If you're accessing online, you may begin your presentation. You will have five minutes. Good evening. My name is Don Zuber with Studio Z Architecture at 409 Plymouth Road in Plymouth, Michigan. I'm sorry, yeah, Plymouth Road in Plymouth, Michigan, sorry. Um, I think John summarized our, our request very well. Um, as you can see, we're trying to keep the garage pretty much in its existing footprint, just make it a slightly larger space for um, storage of a modern vehicle and some lawn equipment. Um, the five foot space between the house and the garage, we're trying to maintain so that if there's any need to get any kind of equipment in the backyard to take down a tree, for example, that we're not totally um, blocking her backyard off. Um, the site plan shows just how tight the, um, the other side yard setback is. Um, the house is actually non-conforming on the other, on the um, west side. Um, so hopefully I, uh, I, I'm available to answer any questions. Thank you. Thank you. Any questions for the petitioner? Dave? I have uh, two questions. The existing garage is closer to the rear setback than what you're proposing? By a, an inch or two, yes. Is it on the rear setback line or on the rear lot line by any chance? It is not it is not on the rear lot line. It's approximately like 11 inches or 10 inches off the rear lot line. Okay. Um, why are you tearing this existing garage down? There are um, water infiltration problems. There was one um, photo that John showed of the side of the garage from the backyard, and you could kind of see the siding kind of goes down below the, the surrounding grade. Um, so the homeowner has had issues with um, water infiltration. She's had issues with um, a cracked slab that apparently lets water in as well. And she has um, squirrels and other um, small animals that have taken up uh, residence in this garage. Okay. It's in pretty bad shape. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other questions for the petitioner? All right, thank you. If there's anyone from the public who wishes to speak on this petition, please come forward now. 
If you are accessing the meeting online or by phone, please press star 9 to raise your hand or use the raise hand function on the web link. There are no callers. Thank you, Kristen. I will note that we did receive one letter of support from Hugh Huntley and Elizabeth Stern at 1206 Gardner Avenue. And with that, the public hearing's closed and we're in discussion. Julia. Uh, John, I know I've asked you this before. <laughs> um, it, at what point do they need a variance? Like if they just, if they leave the roof and do repairs? Well, they can they could remove the roof and do repairs. They, so it's uh, once you exceed 70, well, it's 75% if the structure is demolished or, or damaged. Uh, so exclusive of the foundation. So they could repair the roof, yes, without a variance. But, okay. you know, they, you couldn't just leave one wall up and take three down and the roof down and, and that would be exceeding seven. It's the code says it's once it's 75% of the appraised value by the building official. And so you could re, you could replace and repair the roof, but okay. I mean, this request is to completely demolish it and I think start a new foundation and start all over and generally the same exact location as it currently is. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out it doesn't seem to be meeting the list of standards. You know, as far as practicality or as far as a unique lot or as. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Todd. Well, Julie, I, I was uh, humming along thinking this would be easy, and Julia Good's question has now got my brain working overtime. So I understand this is being looked at under the seeking of variance criteria, but under the standards of alteration to a non-conforming structure, there's, uh, which John has reminded me of more than once, that if you tear the structure down, and if this thing is dilapidated as they say it is, it's not worth very much, then it should not be replaced. So I realize there are two separate inqui inquiries, but if we really think of the structure as the garage and it's a separate structure from the house, and they decide to get rid of it, it's non-conforming because it's a foot from the lot line Aren't we compelled to just say, too bad, you chose to rip it out. You just don't, don't get to keep it. Versus, you know, the other part of my brain is saying, well, this is a crummy garage. You don't want it to fall down on the car. What's the big deal? We're just going to put it back in the existing envelope. So I'm not sure how to reconcile this conflict. You know, are, we, are they allowed to essentially do an end run around the prohibition on continuing a non-conforming structure by seeking a variance? I need some enlightenment on this, or maybe I'm just getting too confused about this. Dave? Uh, that, that's sort of a long question. I was looking for some help, John, sorry. 
you know, we're ripping out, a, ripping out a non-conforming structure. They're choosing to do that. So you look at that. I was waiting for your colleagues to respond to that. Uh, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> I Chris, yeah. Oh, Dave, you go. Dave, yeah, somebody. I have a question. What if? Yeah, that's good. That's good. What's the required setback from the rear that they're asking a variance from? It's three feet for accessory structure. So they're asking for basically a two-foot variance. Two foot. Correct. But they could. Okay. Chris, did you have? Yeah. Um, so I. Had, I agree with your, your thoughts a lot. Um, I think I'm very split because it doesn't seem to be a problem that is unique just to this lot. If you look at the survey, there is an existing garage just behind this property that probably would run into the same problems if they needed to replace it. Um, and so I'm not sure that the property presents a practical difficulty that is unique to the property uh, or is at least uh, exist in this neighborhood. Um, and so I don't know how widespread it is, but if that's the case, perhaps an amendment uh, or some kind of waiver process would be more appropriate than a, a lot by lot variance. But at the same time, this lot was clearly made for different standards. Um, and to deny a variance to replace a garage that's crumbling I think may deprive them of development and property rights that that their neighbors enjoy um, just because their garage happened to hold up longer. Um, so I, I think I'm inclined to support it for that last reason, but uh, it is difficult to say that it is a, a, a issue that is unique to this property and not occur, occurs in, in other similar properties. I will agree with what you just said, Chris. I'm kind of in the same place. Um, I thought at initial look this would be easier than it is, but there are a lot of nuances to this that make it a little more complicated. Um, I think I'm also leaning towards support on this just because I think it is a, a minimal request. They're proposing a, a one-car garage that dimensionally is very similar to the existing garage that's there. Um, I think if it was a bigger structure or something more elaborate, I would be more inclined to oppose it. But since it's, for all intents and purposes, a one-for-one -one replacement of what's there, um, I think I think I'm okay with it. Dave. Um. I grew up in this neighborhood, what they call Lower Burns Park or Untenured Burns Park. <laughs> um, I moved in 1980. I actually, with some friends, bought a house across the street from where my mom continued to live and where I had grown up. There was a three-stall garage built on the property line that had been built with concrete block sides so it wasn't going to deteriorate uh, right on the lot line. Um, I think there are a lot of garages in this neighborhood, those that still exist. Many have been torn down, um, especially where there are rental houses. A lot of them have opened it up so you could fit more cars for parking. Um, it's, I have no problem supporting this. I think 
these rear setbacks in this this sort of case i'm what's the purpose um so i i can comfortably vote for this julia um so i i could ask what's the purpose of a lot of ann arbor's existing zoning code <laughs> but i'm supposed to be enforcing the existing code and I, I i don't think it would be denying them use of having a garage um you know if you come two feet forward and you take six inches off the length of the garage and then it takes you a foot closer to the house um, or you do some landscaping and get, you know, get rid of the brick and put in a rain garden and address the water problems you're having. Um, I, I don't think holding to the code would deny them having a garage there. Chris. I think the, um, the argument that you just made, though, once you start downsizing the re this existing structure to be rebuilt, um, you really start to talk about a garden shed. I mean, this is a really small structure. I'm looking at the side view where you had we were looking at the pictures or the the the, the sash window, and I'm thinking I don't own a car that I could fit in there. Um, I I'm kind of. It, we're violating our um, our trust here if we don't go along with what you say. What your what your what your good argument is, um, but I also I'm 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 torn. The saying that I can't you, you couldn't be able to put that back up, and you're coming away from the property line further. Um, I guess I I. It's a small structure to begin with, um, and uh, I really I want to support this. I really do. Do you want me to start making the arguments why people are going to have to stop owning SUVs? <laughs> uh, they don't have an SUV in their driveway. I don't believe that's an SUV, or if it is, it's a small one. Mike. Uh, yeah. I'm I want to echo uh, what I heard from, from Dave and others. I mean, this is a rear setback that backs up into another garage. Um, this is an easy yes for me. Are you ready for a motion? I'll make it. Thank you, Chris. ZBA 22-2000-1207 Gardner Avenue. Based on the following findings and in accordance with the established standards for approval, the Zoning Board of Appeals hereby grants a two-foot setback variance from Chapter 55, Unified Development Code, Section 5.16.6A2C, Accessory Uses and Structures. The applicant is proposing to complete construction for a 13-foot, 4-inch by 20-foot garage that will be 266 square feet in area. The new garage will be one foot from the rear lot line. The garage is to be built per the submitted plans. Thank you, Chris. I have a motion to have support. 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 Thank you, Chris. I vote yes. Mike. Yes. Dave. Devardi, yes. Chris Fraley. Fraley, yes. Todd. Yes. Julia. No. 
Chris Madigan. Yes. The request is granted. Moving on to petition ZBA 22-2004-309 East Madison Street. John? Rob Burroughs of OX Studios, representing the property owner, is requesting relief from section 5.32.2, alteration to a nonconforming structure, to construct a two-story addition to the rear of the existing residence. The home is nonconforming for lot area, lot width, and required side setbacks. The existing residence is a duplex with two bedrooms in each unit. The addition will increase, increase the bedroom count to six bedrooms in each unit. The proposed addition will be offset four inches on each side and will not encroach further into the side setbacks. The property is zoned R4C, multiple family dwelling district. The subject property is located near the intersection of East Madison Street and South Fifth Avenue, west of Packard Road. The property is located on a steeply sloped site that slopes downward from east to west. The existing structure is a two-story wood frame residence built in 1901 and approximately 1,265 <coughs> square feet in size. The basement is currently being used for mechanical equipment and storage. The proposed additional will be approximately 17 feet, 4.5 inches by 18 feet, 3 inches for a total of 320 square feet of new living area. The basement will be converted from storage and mechanical functions to habitable living area and bedroom spaces. The existing door and windows will provide separate access to this unit. The addition will connect to the basement and expand the dwelling unit. The unit will connect via internal stair to the addition on the first floor and complete a full dwelling unit. The first and second floors are to be combined to form the second dwelling unit. Moving to the PowerPoint. The first slide is the zoning map. You see the subject property highlighted in yellow on the north side of East Madison Street at the near the intersection of South Fifth Avenue and just uh, west of Packard Street. The next slide is the location map showing surrounding properties and existing conditions. And the next slide is the zoomed in aerial photo of the subject property. The next slide is the survey that was submitted with the application. You see the subject property highlighted in dashed red lines. The next slides are the floor plans. You see the proposed uh, addition highlighted in gray. And this is the, um, the basement level. You see it's uh, bedrooms three, four, and one and two. And then the level first floor plan, you see bedrooms five and six on the first floor. And then the other unit, um, you see the big uh, units are bedrooms one and two and unit B. The next floor plan shows uh, the other four bedrooms on the second floor, not part of the addition, which is on the basement level and the first floor. These are the photos of the subject property. And upon my inspection, you see the front of the house. You see the west side of the house looking down it. And you can kind of see the sloping terrain and the difference in elevation. And this is looking <clears throat> up the street. You see the uh, University of Michigan building in the background. 
This is the rear of the facade and the proposed area where the addition is going to be back here. And the backyard and more of the backyard and where the proposed addition is going to be in relationship to the adjacent properties. And some more of the backyard looking to the north. That is the end of my presentation. I'll take any questions that you have at this time. Thanks, John. Any questions? Dave. There's a driveway to the west of this house. Um, in some of the pictures, there was the red car parked in it. And is that driveway part of this lot or the adjacent lot? Um, I believe it's a shared driveway with the west lot. We can ask the applicant that, though. Okay. But that, that, from what I understand, that is the parking uh, shared driveway with the adjacent property to the west. Okay, thank you. Any other questions for John? All right, if the petitioner is ready, um, you may begin your presentation. You'll have five minutes. Hi, thank you. Uh, my name is Rob Burroughs, representing uh, uh, Trust Properties. The, the owner of the site, owner of the property, um, address is, oh, it's with OX Studio. Address is 2373 Oak Valley Drive, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48103. Um, uh, John, thank you again for a, a very clear and concise and direct presentation. Um, I don't have much to add. I should clarify. Um, I can respond to uh, Mr. Clardy's question, but I do want to clarify that the addition is a two-story addition on the back. So that second floor does indicate uh, two bedrooms in the addition zone itself off the north or rear side of the property. It's a very tight lot. It's 33 foot. Um, the lot on the corner of 5th and Madison um, does contain shared parking for both of those, both parcels. Um, Sorry, I'll let John flip through. So that is actually an addition on yeah. the north side of the two bedrooms, just to clarify. I apologize um, about that, yep. No, no, that's so why I'm attempting to clarify it. Um, and it is very limited. The intent of the addition is to step back or shoulder back from the, the building, both for, uh, so we have complete compliance uh, or, 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 excuse me, um, definition of where the, the addition is being proposed. So it does not step into or intrude further into any of the setback conditions. It does not go into the rear yard setback, of course, either. So it's, we're not forcing any uh, additional level of non-compliance. Um, the uh, West property, property as pointed out, um, John, if you wouldn't mind going back to the, uh, the aerial. There is no drive or dedicated parking on this property. It doesn't, in fact, share parking and access to that parking through that drive and that, and that gravel lot at this time. Um, I have nothing else to add in terms of comments at this point and will be available for any questions you may have. Thank you. I will point out, if you look at uh, your sheet A5, and you can see it on these floor plans. You see there, there's the four foot or four inch inset that they're talking about. So it won't uh, encroach any further into the side setbacks than the existing house. You see the house lines here, and then it's a there's a four inch gap, or excuse me, six inch gap. Yeah, six inch gap. I, I was going to correct that, but it is yep. it's actually six, slightly six larger. Any questions for the petitioner, Dave? Yeah, question for the petitioner. Is the adjacent lot to the west, is that owned by the same property owner? It is owned by the same property owner, yes. So the shared parking is in their control? 
in, that's the, absolutely correct. in the yes. same control as this owner is, that you're working for. 100% correct, yes, thank you. Thank you. Any other questions for the petitioner? All right, thank you. If there's anyone from the public who wishes to speak on this petition, please come forward. State your name for the record and sign in. You'll have three minutes. There are no callers. Hi, good evening. My name is Claudius Vincenz. I live on 545 South Fifth Avenue. That is just up the hill from this property. <clears throat> and uh, so compared to all the other projects you have uh, considered tonight, this is uh, your back addition on steroids. Uh, it's a three-story addition. It, uh, in reality, it adds uh, eight uh, bedrooms to, to a small house. And so, and it's non-conforming. Yet we can't do anything about the existing structure, but the addition is non-conforming. And uh, so, <clears throat> and it's therefore illegal. Uh, I read in, in uh, somebody's appraisal that this would not change the neighborhood. I don't think that was written by somebody who knows the neighborhood. It's a neighborhood that's very diverse. It has uh, professionals, a lot of graduate students. A lot of people live there for many years. There's even some gray-haired ones who live there. And so um, it's, it's very diverse. And it includes some undergraduate students as well. But um, <clears throat> uh, jamming in this many into a small building will severely impact the whole neighborhood. And <clears throat> you may <clears throat> already sniffed it out that there's an issue with uh, this, the new owner not only bought two houses, they bought five houses last summer that all served by this parking lot. So there's a serious crunch uh, with doing this type of uh, uh, illegal additions um, on all kinds of uh, resources. Probably the one we are most worried about is that if you look at the actual bedroom plan and, and layout, who what will these people do the, the minute it gets warm enough to go outside? They will not hang out in, in their bedroom. They'll go out to those backyards. That direct, that's, it's one of the largest green space privately owned in downtown Ann Arbor. And that will affect everybody who lives on, on, on this neighborhood. So basically, if you vote for this uh, <clears throat> deviation, you, you are basically giving in to the economic forces that convert in whole blocks of downtown into student ghetto. And currently, it's not that. But uh, this, and uh, if, if and they will use your, if you decide to give, um, admit this today, this is precedent to do the same thing to the other five houses. And the neighborhood is lost at that point. So um, I appreciate your judgment and your long-term view on, on this neighborhood. But it's on a vastly different scale than what you have uh, decided on in the last, in the rest of the evening. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead, Todd. Uh, sir, I, I only got your first name, Carlos, so I, I didn't- Carl Claudius. 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 I Claudius. Okay. Ah, okay, sorry. So, um, could you expand a little more on your statement? I'm not, I don't really logically follow what, y your contention that by 
as you put it, cramming a bunch of people in this little house will infect the entire neighborhood. Could you explain that and also make it personal as in terms of where your property is? So, so my property is right on the north end of the, the site plan that, that, that's published. So, so our backyard is adjoining to these backyards of those five houses. Do you have a fence between your yeah, property? Yeah, there's a fence, a, a, a link fence, a metal link okay. fence. So they can't get into your property? You don't know what drunkards can do, but yes, in okay. principle not, yes. Okay. Yeah. And the noise, for sure. So. But, but how would it affect the entire neighborhood, sir? Because, because there's a, um, so this, this is a large area. <clears throat> so there are these five houses owned by this company. Then comes our house, and then there's further houses up the hill that are all impacted by the noise that this. Uh, well, that's what I'm asking. How, oh, the noise, in other words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, the parking obviously is also an issue. The, the the parking lot that they have there is not big enough for five houses and all the people there. And and what noise would there be? Uh, beer pong noise, to be specific. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Chris, did you have a question as well? And, uh, sir, we, at this point, we get to ask you questions. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, so you are the owner-occupier of the house that's adjacent to the north. Yeah, so, so we, the house, we have two apartments in it. We live upstairs, and we have rented the downstairs to professionals for more than 30 years, or graduate students, and obviously we are concerned that... Uh, that type of occupancy will become difficult. With, uh, the, so with I'm the, still not clear on you are immediately to the north. Right, yeah. Okay. And um, what roughly is the size of your lot? Oh, boy. John, could it's you go back one? It's, it's a pretty, pretty big lot. It, 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 goes, it backs up against the same. Here, the, the, when I look at the GIS map here, it looks like the, your backyard could be roughly the same size as their lot. Yeah, like, they, like the lot of the, those two houses just south of us, they, they sort of are built on the same uh, parcel, I think. Mm -hmm. And so the, the so backyard, right. those two backyards are of similar size. Okay. This property owner owns or bigger these, uh, house, maybe. Oh, okay. that they're redeveloping for density. All right. and, um, how long ago did you buy the piece of property? We bought it in 1992. Okay, and at that point the university was there? Yeah, they have since built the addition, the Perry Building <laughs> addition. For a long time the Perry Building was actually almost not used. It was empty, then they renovated the old part, and then they built the new addition. But South Quad was still there. Well, that's for And West away. Quad was yeah. still there. And that neighborhood has been student housing for decades, is that right? No, no, it has no. been, that's exactly my point. It has been very mixed and, uh, and, and certainly not uh, a, a undergraduate student uh, heavy impact. I used to do land, uh, snow removal in that neighborhood and the vast majority of those properties were not owner-occupied, rather they were yeah, rental they were housing. Rented out, yeah, the, these, these five houses owned, um, were owned by Walter Spiller, who was a mailman in another, mm -hmm. and unfortunately passed away about 10 years ago by now. And that's how this sale came into fruition. And he carefully managed the neighborhood by choosing his renters 
so that there was a nice mix of, of graduate students, professionals, undergraduates, and he went even further than any landlord would go and um, chatted with them, took care of all their problems, and, and what this constitutes is a complete reversal of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just, I'm, you made some claims, and I just want to, like, elucidate that even 30 years ago, this it was, was adjacent rental, yes. to the it's university. Rental, yes, uh, but, um, but there are different kinds of rentals. And, uh, and, and just look at the floor plan of this proposal, and, and it tells you what, what people will, will rent those bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And... There were the six beds were the increase, not six bedrooms. Was that the? So there's currently uh, two bedrooms per unit, and that's going to go to six bedrooms per unit. So there's four that four four, each. four in each. Yes. Four in each. Okay. Alrighty. And this Thank is you. the first of, of five houses. So. Alrighty. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, right. sir. If there's anyone else who wishes to speak on this petition. Good evening, everybody. I'm Beverly Strassman, and I live at 545 South Fifth Avenue. That's the property that is has a backyard that abuts the next backyard, which abuts the backyard where this addition would be built. And I'm president of the Germantown Neighborhood Association, and I'm speaking on behalf of the association, and we oppose this proposal. What it entails is taking a 1,265 square foot house and adding eight bedrooms. Okay, it has four, they're adding eight to a 1,265 square foot house. So essentially what's going to happen is there's going to be not one, but now two six bedroom units. Okay, two six bedroom units when currently there's only uh, um, two two bedroom units. So an increase of eight bedrooms. This proposal will have a detrimental impact on surrounding properties. This is through noise, and I'm gonna give you a list, okay? Partly it's through noise. Students play their record, oh, people don't have record players anymore, whatever they make music with, they, their computers. They play it, they have their windows open. They have parties, they have a right to do that, but it's going to adversely impact us. It will affect my sleep, it will affect my health, it will affect my safety, having inebriated beer pong players right next door to us. I, I think that if you imagine what it would be like for you to suddenly have two six-bedroom units right next to your house, you, you wouldn't have to think too hard about how that would adversely impact you. Okay, we've been owner-occupied. We bought the house in 1994. Um, Richard Jacobson and Marianne Zorza live on the block. There's been Walter Spiller. There's been an attorney, I forget his name, at the end of the block. There's been our next-door neighbor, John, who's lived there. There was an elderly man who died and an elderly woman who died. This has truly not just been a student neighborhood. And to the extent that it's been a student neighborhood, it's been graduate students, there's been lots of young professionals. I don't agree with the characterization that this addition will blend in with a student-oriented housing area, i.e. 
the implication that it's already noisy, it's already kind of one of those sacrifice zones. That's not true. I'm a, I'm a faculty member, like many of my um, neighbors, I need to live close to campus. A lot of graduate students need to live close to campus. This is one of the last places in Ann Arbor where you can be in a nice, quiet neighborhood close to campus. For those of us who have to get in, maybe feed cells and culture, things like that, that demand our, our being in proximity. So, so that's what's going to be lost. Okay, our, our opportunity to have a nice, quiet neighborhood where our health and safety is protected. Seconds. Um, illegal parking in front of our house, it's a steep hill that threatens our safety. Um, and um, what else can I say in 30 seconds? Please vote no for this. It's too much for this lot. The, the characterization of the existing occupancy that's subject to verification. We know who our neighbors are. They've not been undergraduate students exclusively. Undergraduate students are there as my... Um, Colleague said there, it's mixed. So please vote no for this, um, and that's all I have to say. Thank you. Any questions? If there's anyone else who wishes to speak on this petition? Uh, there's no one else here, but if there's anyone remotely, please raise your hand or press star nine. Staff will call on you. Daniel Jones. Hello. My name is Daniel Jones, and I am the sole owner of the parcel in question, uh, the petition parcel. And um, I have a, a couple of questions and, and a couple of points. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how we should make sure that we steer these rentals toward grad students or professionals. In my profession, what is illegal <laughs> is for me to steer toward a particular socio or economic or educational status. That is illegal. I am asking for a, a, a exception or a variance to a zoning ordinance. I'm not trying to do anything illegal. What I am encouraging, what I hear is encouragement that we continue to do illegal practices, which is steering. My own daughter is moving into the house next door to the subject property. Her and her boyfriend, who are both students at the University of Michigan. There's also been a lot of talk about inebriated um, uh, tenants. And I think that there's a, you know, there is history for sure about inebriated um, younger folks, but there are plenty of inebriated older folks as well. And I think it's an unfair assumption that any undergraduate student is going to be, in quotes, an inebriated beer pong player. They have a responsibility. Anybody who is a neighbor has a responsibility to uphold the ordinances within the city of Ann Arbor at all times. I was handpicked by Walter Spiller's sister who inherited these properties, as I too knew Walter Spiller. I was handpicked to purchase these properties because I have a reputation 
for one to not tear up and disregard neighborhoods and those um, properties that are within the neighborhood do realize that this is a step toward development. 30 but seconds. There are, more, there are more significant developments that could be asked for in this situation cumulatively. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else who wishes to speak on this petition, please raise your hand. There are no callers. Thank you, Kristen. With that, the public hearing is closed and we are in discussion. Chris. Yeah, I would like to um, uphold Mr. Jones' comments about disparaging people who have a right to rent a space. And I guess if the issue at hand is that they, the neighbors don't like who's renting there, um, I dare say that they probably had an opportunity, maybe, maybe not, but I have a sneaking suspicion that this prop, these properties were available to the public Maybe I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay. But uh, nonetheless, um, I think Mr. Jones brings up a really good point that is, it is illegal for him to steer properties or people to certain properties. And I would like to underscore that. Thank you. Mike. <clears throat> I mean, uh I'll just say, right, this is alteration to a non-conforming. It's not increasing the footprint. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is, but it's not outside the... Or, sorry, I apologize. It's, well, it's increasing the number of bedrooms, but it's yeah. not encroaching further into the setbacks, right? Right. Sorry. So that was the building envelope. The, that's what I meant, the building envelope. Um, um, I don't care <laughs> who, gets, who gets rented to here. Um, there's other ordinances to deal with noise, like a fear of people being loud in their backyard is never going to cause me to not vote for something on this board. I'm just, you know, it could be loud undergrads, it could be quiet undergrads, it could be loud grad students, it could be quiet grad students, it could be loud professionals, it could be quiet professionals, it could be loud retirees, it could be quiet retirees. Threats of noise are not in our purview, so I'm going to be voting yes on this. There we go. Um, yes, I understand the concerns of neighbors that it is frightening when somebody new comes in and buys up buildings and has basically a goal of making profit because that's why you become a landlord. But um, I think looking long term, and the city does have a goal of reducing its carbon. <laughs> um, the way to do that is to have the center of the city become even denser than it is. And the way to do that is to reduce the amount of parking available, um, that there's not available parking spots for not everybody's going to be able to have a car if we're going to reduce climate change. Um, so I think looking forward, this 
does totally fit in. Um, and uh, the one thing to take under consideration when uh, we're doing the um, alteration to a non-conforming structure is what the neighbors say. But in this case, I'm concerned that the neighbors have said things that do come close to violating the fair housing law. And Say, no, 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 I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm no. sorry. The, ma the so public hearing is closed. Excuse me. The public hearing. The public hearing is closed. The public hearing is closed. Thank you. So I, I, I do um, am in favor of diverse neighborhoods. I'm in favor of density downtown. Um, so I'm going to vote for this. Dave. I'm afraid I'm fighting a losing battle. I've always been in favor of the historic nature of some of the near downtown and near campus neighborhoods, retaining some of their uh, historic nature. This neighborhood historically referred to as the Germantown neighborhood has seen significant changes, increased density, more parking problems, alterations to non-conforming uses do give us latitude, but it's clear to me that this, in my opinion, will have a detrimental effect on neighboring property. Um, other changes within this neighborhood have already had detrimental effects on neighbor, neighboring property. I'm not in favor of density for density's sake. And I'm afraid that increasingly that's what we're seeing, that people are just saying, oh, density, density. Um, and we're seeing these 15-story buildings, 17-story buildings proposed. And, uh, you know, it's okay. I think it's hard to close the barn door after the horse is out. And I think a lot of these things in D1 and D2 zoning these tall buildings are happening and they're going to happen. My fear is that we change these neighborhoods that have two and three story wood frame construction that are historic and give the city character. I'll be voting against this. I'm afraid because there's such a strong sentiment in favor of density for density's sake, no matter what effect it has on neighboring properties, no matter what effect it has on parking, on street parking in the neighborhood, no matter all the extra demands on infrastructure uh, that it places on our community, I think that these sorts of things are going to continue to pass. But I would hope that people will agree with me that there is something to be preserved here, and I'll be voting against this. It is a non-conforming use. It's totally within the rights of this zoning board to deny alterations to non-conforming uses, especially if we determine that it has a detrimental effect on neighboring property. So I'll be voting against this. Todd. Well, there's a lot to think about here. I, it's. Ever since universities had been in existence, whether it was in Europe and the Middle Ages, and certainly the entire history of Ann Arbor, it has always been town-gown friction. And 
against that, of course, is that the university is the engine that drives Ann Arbor economically. Yes, there are other companies, but the big Godzilla in Ann Arbor is the university. And where are students going to be when they don't have cars is at a place that's within walking distance. And the university has increased enrollment. There are more students. And I do agree with Dave that density, just for density's sake, does have effects on a neighborhood. It changes the neighborhood. But this would be the place where, if the city were to grow more dense, and it has, is where it should grow more dense. Certainly the large apartment buildings for rich students in this town have had a large impact on the small houses next to them. And it does have a, a ch it changes the neighborhood. But I don't think that in this case I'm ready to say that it has a detrimental effect on the neighborhood. And I do have a little bit of hesitation. I would not want to live next to a fraternity. I have a very negative opinion about fraternities. I think they should be gotten rid of. But that's my own personal opinion, prejudice, some people might say. But I'm not willing to paste all students with the label that at 3 o'clock they're going to be out there, stripped to their burbies, drunk and running around the street. I do know because you can't drink when you're under 21 that everybody that I see playing beer pong when I bicycle around the university is obviously over 21, as we all know. <laughs> but humor aside, I think that um, the owner has a right to do this. I think it will have a change on the neighborhood. But I'm not willing to say in this case that just because the likely market is going to be students, but it might be other folks, but it's probably going to be students, that that means because of their status as a student that they're going to have a negative impact. <laughs> In that case, the entire campus area would have a negative impact on the city. But it does not. It's the engine that drives the city. So I understand what Dave is saying. If you grew up in a neighborhood, it's tough to have the change. It's always difficult to have the change. But I think that with the loose standard of a non-conforming structure, I'm going to vote in favor of this. But I think there's always going to be this type of fear and concern it's always going to happen near campus. It's happened through the entire history of this city. It will continue to happen. Personally, I've not been in favor of these big structures all over the city. But that's beyond my power. That decision has been made. Um, with some concern to the changes in the neighborhood, I'm not willing to reject this proposal. I will be voting in favor of it. Chris. Uh, so. I don't know if anyone else on the board is, but I'm a renter. Uh, I rent in Ann Arbor. I guess I'm the right kind of renter because my wife and I are young professionals. Uh, it's brutal out there. It is hard to find an apartment, a house, any kind of unit at a price that I can afford. I have a graduate degree. I have a good job. My wife does too. It is expensive in this city. It is hard. There are lots of students. There are lots of young professionals. There are lots of not young professionals that just need a place to live. Uh, and I uh, re really reject the idea that, that this would be density for density's sake. We need units. And we're, this city should be desperate for units uh, because people like me, uh, not, people who aren't like me, they can't afford it. They're going to go to Ipsy 
and then Ipsy is going to get expensive because everyone from Ann Arbor went to Ipsy, so they're going to end up in Ipsy Township, and you're never ever going to hear from those people. You're not going to hear from the people who benefit from more units on the market. Uh, and it's not just for students, right? The more places we have for students, the easier it is for adults looking for a place to live in the city. Uh, and, and I just, the idea that, that adding places to live for people is bad for a neighborhood uh, goes against all that I see good in planning. Um, and it is disappointing to hear people say that. Um, I, you know, it, it's the addition of, of beds and dwelling units to, to something that exists in walking distance to the university. The city needs that. Um, it's not bad for the neighborhood. It is a plus for the city. It is a plus for the people who work here. It is a plus for the service workers who need dwelling units. Um, you're right, there's not enough parking on site. You know, but people need a place to live. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to vote yes, and I encourage everyone else to do so too. Chris. Um, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Devardi, uh, brought up a good point that this is a historic neighborhood, and I think that. Uh, it, it's, it's not, not, it's not no, historically no, no, designated. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not, it's not, not historically on. designated. Let just me want, finish. I just want that for the record. That's <laughs> actually what I want to say. <laughs> it has historic nature. Technically, it's not historic neighborhood. But to the, to the people that came up and spoke, I would say, if you feel that this is something that shouldn't be happening in your neighborhood, create a historic district. There isn't one there. There are many blocks around where there is no historic district. But you are correct. It's a significant space. It has its own name. It has old houses that need to be protected. And I would put it to you that perhaps this is a point that you want to look at and say, maybe we need to do this. So I, I just want to make sure that's on the record. But I also agree with Chris down at the other end that um, this is, I, I don't believe this is density for density's sake. Um, uh, I believe this is something that we need. And since there is so much pressure in Ann Arbor, this is the place where density should happen. That's all I have to say, and I'll be supporting this. Dave? I just wanted to respond to a couple things. I'm not against this because of the who. I'm a strong supporter of um, fair housing, and I put up when there was a campaign a Wimby welcome in my backyard sign in my yard, which I kept there for over a year. It's not the who. It's the what. And I do want to, again, say I think that this is density for density's sake. I think it's placing owner's demands on the neighborhood, um, certainly in uh, the parking demands that all these new bedrooms are going to add. I've lost votes on this before, and I'll pro I'm sure I can count the votes. I'll lose it again. I do want to say in response to Todd, the owner does not have a right to do this. It's a non-conforming structure. It's up to us to say what's important, what are our values on this board? My values 
are with the nature of the neighborhood and I'm not willing to support increasing density here that is going to place unreasonable demands on the rest of the neighborhood. So I'm going to vote against it. I know I'm going to be outvoted. That's okay. Mike. I think a lot of great points are being made by all of my fellow commissioners. I will say this isn't a 15-story high-rise, right? Like if you, if, if you say if you're going to have any density, then why not this? Like I get not wanting multiple skyscrapers downtown, but this is not that. Um, this is more density, but it's not a 15-story building next to where these folks live. So in, in that sense, I would think people who support any density at all would welcome something like this versus another 15-story building. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to vote yes on this. Thank you. Any motion. other discussion? Motion. I think we're ready for a motion. Chris, thank you. <clears throat> ZBA 22-2004-309 East Madison Street, alteration to a nonconforming structure. The Zoning Board of Appeals hereby grants relief from Section 5.32.2, alteration to a nonconforming structure to allow construction of a new two-story addition to the rear of the existing residence. The existing non-conforming duplex will increase from two bedrooms per unit to six bedrooms in each unit. The addition will not encroach further into the side yard setbacks and will meet the rear yard setback. The construction must comply with the submitted plans. Thank you, Chris. I have a motion. Do I have support? Support. Thank you, Chris. Mike Daniel. Yes. Dave Devardi. Devardi, no. Chris Fraley. Fraley, yes. Todd Grant. Yes. Julia Good. Yes. Chris Madigan. Yes. I also vote yes. The request is granted. Moving on. Uh, to petition ZBA 22-2002-1211 White Street. As I noted at the start of the meeting, this request has been withdrawn. However, if there is anyone from the public who wishes to speak on this petition, uh, please call in now and raise your hand and we will hear your comments. There are no callers. Thank you, Kristen. With that, the public hearing is closed, and we will move on. Um, we have no unfinished business. New business. It being April, um, it's up for election of officers and review of bylaws. So um, I guess we'll start with election of officers. We have a chairperson and a vice chair. So um, we'll start with the chairperson. If anyone is interested in being the chairperson, I'm happy to give up the seat. <laughs> Dave? I'd nominate Candace <laughs> to be chair. I think she's been a uh, standard that hopefully someday I would be able to meet. She just chairs these meetings with great aplomb and respect for all, and I nominate her for chair. Thank you, Dave. I'd second that. Yep, third that. Okay, thanks. She swings a heck of a gavel. Strong gavel use when needed, too. <laughs> you know, sometimes, yeah. yeah. 
All right. Um, may, I, may I pose a question? Certainly. So I would fourth um, what Mr. Devardi said, but I'm looking here at little section 6.1. It looks like people are term limited. I'm happy with you continuing for the indefinite future, but perhaps the powers that be have a different opinion. Looking at page four, section 6.1. John, do you have an opinion about that? Didn't you bring this up last year? Yeah. I did. Yeah, it's But now that we have the bylaws right in front of us, it's a little bit more glaring. <laughs> so is anybody going to care? I don't think anybody will care. I'm perfectly fine to continue with Candace, but I don't know if some people are going to get their noses bent. So you can continue to serve. Okay. Example exhibit A, Dave Tiberti. What? Well, you're not the you're not the chair, but you, you continue which to serve. Which article did you uh, cite, Todd? It's the top Section of page six point one, one page the four. Top of page five. It's Is article this about six office? Office. It's okay. about what ought of serving in the same office. Chair and vice chair. Oh, in the same office. Yeah. I I move that we strike the sentence, no member shall serve more than three consecutive full terms in the same office. I'll second that. Yes, I'll third it. Okay, well, hold on. We're not to the review bylaws yet. <laughs> that comes next. I think That's we're next. not following. Yeah, we, I have a question. Robert's yes, Chris. Um, when it says, <laughs> it maybe one of the lawyers would be, know better, but when it says serve no more than three consecutive full terms, is a full term the one year, or is it, okay, so it's not, the full term as a member. So whatever the initial term is, you can't just do th you know nine years if it's a three-year term. It's just the one year. This is just the officers, In the not, same okay. office. not the so commissioners. If you're a chair or no, vice chair. Yeah. Never mind. I'll, I'll, you can serve. I'll just like, pull back the question. I get what you're saying. But <laughs> okay. serve, yes, you I can think serve it's... 10 three-year terms if you want. No. <laughs> we don't want to serve for three years? No. Are we, do we have the cart before the horse here? Yeah. We're, yes. we're electing right now, right? We are yes. electing right now, okay. yes. Well, I, I move that we continue with that discussion. Um, <laughs> any other nominees for chair? It's not my baby. <laughs> All right. All in favor of re-electing Candace Breyer, me, as chairperson for another term? Aye. 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 All in. All opposed, say nay. Great. All right. Um, Vice Chair. I will nominate myself. Yes, Chris I second second. Fraley is currently the Vice Chair. Um, does anyone else want to be nominated for Vice Chair? Make it interesting, have like a, a runoff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All in favor of electing Chris Freely as vice chair for a one-year term, say aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Congratulations, Chris. You have been re-elected as vice chair. Thank you. Moving on to review of bylaws. We do have a copy of um, our current bylaws in front of us. Um, 
as you will note, there are some modifications. My understanding is that these changes came from the city attorney's office. Um, I don't think it's anything um, procedural. It has to do with realigning some of the terminology with what exists elsewhere throughout the city and kind of making everything jive. Um, obviously, if everyone, we just received these late today, so if everyone wants more time to review these, we can obviously postpone this and review the bylaws at another meeting. Um, but if there's any comments or discussion, we can put that out there today as well. Dave. I would move to table this to the next meeting to give us all a chance to look at it. I support. There's agree. a lot of red here. <laughs> and um, I definitely, before I can comfortably vote on this, I, I do want to look at it. Okay. Um, I guess the question is, do you want to have any discussion tonight about if anything you, we already are aware there's of? A, or There's one thing I would change to re a red line, and that's in 6.1. Um, no member shall serve more than three consecutive full terms in the same office. I feel like the first sentence of this clause, or the second sentence, the third sentence, the officer shall be elected each year from among the voting members, gives us the full capability to change those positions. It's not an autocracy. It's run by a majority vote. And I feel comfortable trusting future boards to make wise decisions about who the chair and vice, vice chair are. So I, I would um, suggest that that become something that we put a red line through. But leave that for next meeting to decide. Todd. Um, yes, I, I noted to you and John before the meeting started, I will not be here next month. I did have a chance to review this. I just have one additional comment for you folks to consider when I'm not here next month. And it's just a tiny little annoying thing. Article 7, 7.1 says we shall meet at least monthly we don't because we combine our November and December meetings as one. And if one were going to be perhaps overly precise, that should be made clear. Unless we set off the dates. You gotta read the whole sentence. Yeah. That's all I have. Okay, thank you, Todd. Chris. I just wanted to back up a second and say Mr. Devardi's made a motion to table this and I supported it. <laughs> Table to next yes, classic, no, classic I did. vice chair stuff there, Chris. I like it. All right. So we'll postpone. If we vote, you get a vote on it. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to support Mr. Devardi's uh, motion to that we table this. Yes, to postpone it is a month enough time. Is everyone comfortable? Yeah. Talking about yeah. it in June, I think. I believe so. I think so. My understanding is that we only have a couple items on our agenda, so it should be um, okay. May. Yes. Sorry, I skipped ahead. Our May meeting. Um, I guess what I ask is for everyone to come prepared with any comments or changes. Um, so that we can easily communicate that to the city attorney's office, because obviously anything we suggest 
will have to be reviewed by them before then we can review and approve it. So um, all in favor of postponing discussion and review of bylaws, voting on the bylaws to a future meeting. Um, to the next meeting. To the next meeting. Yes, in May. Say aye. 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 Opposed? All right. So we will review our bylaws at our May CBA meeting. Um, communications, we have addressed public comment. If there is anyone from the public who wishes to address the ZBA, I do not see anyone in person, but if there's anyone remotely, please call in now. Press star nine to raise your hand or use the raised hand function on the web link. There are no callers. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, do I have a motion to adjourn? Motion from Chris, support? From Chris, thank you. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? We are adjourned. Thanks, everyone.